the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. You know I'm a bad girl. Do what I want, say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl. Get what I want, live in the life. Nobody can touch me. You know I'm a bad Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me, rolling on to an hour to another hour of having fun here tonight. 888-344-1170 if you want to call in the show. I love it when you guys call in. You can either call in with a topic nobody's talking about tonight. I got a couple I'm going to get into here. Uno momento that's not really making making a lot of noise, but should be. Um, let's see. Um, if you miss any part of tonight's show, don't forget to download the podcast. Email me at andreakshow.com and don't forget to listen, tune in every night, 6 to 8 p.m. I especially love when you guys give, you guys give topic and guest suggestions to us. Hey, tomorrow is Friday and that means here of the week and stink of the week. And I'm, I, I don't have anybody in mind for hero yet. Do you skins? I don't have Hero, but I do have there. There, I, I was able to pull during the break part of what I did not see of the Trump speech, and I think it's actually wor- worth a play. Maybe it puts him up in the running for Hero. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, I, 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 you've got my attention. Maybe we need to give this a little listen. Biden announced his presidential campaign by get this a prepackaged video. I was going to do that for you today. I'll do a little video, send it up to New Hampshire. You wouldn't have been very happy about that. But when you're running for president, you you think at least one time you'd get up and say, I'm running for president. Uh, where, where am I going? Where the hell am I going? I want to get out. Oh, no, over there, over there. Um, That's Trump at his best. He really is. He's got so much charm and so much charisma. A prepackaged video that took supposedly seven takes to get it right, <laughs> if right is what you want to call it. In it, he says he's running because Trump and MAGA pose a threat to democracy. Can you believe it? I'm going to explain. MAGA is make America great again, right? No, no threat there. No, it's uh, Biden who poses the threat to democracy because he is grossly incompetent, has no idea what he's doing, and basically he doesn't have a clue. And that's a very bad position to put our country in. Our country is in very, very dangerous, in a very dangerous position right now. Very, very dangerous. That's it. Andrew, are you there? I think you muted yourself, darling. Well, 
Well, I think we've lost connection to the Andrea K. Home Studio. So we're going to take a quick little break. And then we'll come back. Maybe she was just enamored so much by the clip that she uh, she's taking down copious notes. But we'll be right back here on the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. And just like that, I, like I said, Andrea was so enamored by what Trump said, she had to just take a little pause for the cause, but she's right back here with her response. Yeah, uh, it just, it was so, it was so uh, charismatic, it blew my system out. <laughs> my system could only handle say, so much Donald J. Trump. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that one of the things Tucker mentioned in his video last night was that um, there wasn't any debate anymore really, that the debates were, they weren't relevant. What really needed to be debated um, wasn't being debated and that we were basically a uniparty system. And I got to thinking, it's not just between Republican and uh, conservatives and the left. It's what's happening right now from the DeSantis camp uh, towards the Trump camp. It's like while they are accusing Trump of being, and Trump supporters and MAGA of being cultist, they can't admit anything that could possibly be wrong with DeSantis. They are really the, the cultist people. And uh, I, I have yet to see as much as I like what DeSantis has done in Florida. That's not the same job as president. And DeSantis has yet to prove to me that he has the, the DeSantis people's argument is that Trump can't win the general election. Well, well, where's your argument to tell me that DeSantis can you de- you tell me he where, where DeSantis has shown that people will wait four hours outside to see him speak. You show me any video that shows that DeSantis has the ability that Trump just showed there to reach to reach out into a crowd of people and draw them in. That's what you have to have to win, especially as a Republican. You have to be able to be charismatic enough and be approachable enough, be authentic enough, be genuine enough to, to, that, that Democrats and independents are going to rally behind you. Because what we're up against with this Democrat party, the party of entitlements, the party of that mutilates children, the party that would love to lock you up for having a different political speech, they are not just going to come, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, and, and follow DeSantis just because. Well, it's like you and I talk about uh, DeSantis is great. Going to call it like I see it at pushing back against the the woke agenda that nobody does it better but i don't think he really understands nor have i heard him talk really about how deep the deep state is well no and he's waiting to announce so he can so that he can wait until they change the law well what kind of constitutional or or law abiding how conservative That's is that him i'm first. just yeah, uh, we're, you know, I'm going to change the laws on the books to accommodate me so that I can be part time governor and part time campaigner. How is he going to be ready to go day one if all if, if he's having to run the state of Florida while he's running? Well, and how it is just, that putting America first? I mean, that's that's well, putting not. Ron DeSantis first. 
Right. And then I heard Rivek Ramaswamy today talking about Disney. And, you know, I got to dig into DeSantis and really about how because one of the things if you've noticed, I've said, is that a lot of his stuff that gets a lot of credit for being hardcore conservative is really more watered down when you look into the details of it. The headlines are really big. And then you get into the details and you go, you know what, it's not quite as conservative. I mean, he shut down his state over COVID. There were, you know, some of the DeSantis people right now were the very people that were upset because they had to, you know, wear a mask when they got up out of their out of a table to go to the restroom, you know, in in a restaurant. It wasn't as shut down as California, but that doesn't mean that he was a purist on freedom. One of the things I heard Ravek Ramaswamy talking about today was that um, when DeSantis talks about removing protections um, from Disney, um, a lot of people don't realize that one of the protections he talks about, he himself signed into law. So that's one reason why Disney has an argument in their lawsuit against him for political retaliation, because he put it into law. He made an exception for Disney when it came to certain things, and now he's removing it because it didn't like what they did. So that's a little bit of some smoke and mirrors game. I didn't know that. Did you? No. That he himself signed into law and if, protections for Disney? He and, made and it seem case, as though- Andrew, He should be calling it out. You know what? Made some bad decisions. Time to reverse this. I well, look at it differently is, now. Well, but the thing is, is this whole thing about Disney has been presented to us as though all these protections for Disney were decades old. Not protections that he himself signed into law. What was he doing giving them to them in the first place? That's why they've got a case for retaliation. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not really sure who... Um, uh, how much he's really, do, you know, um, I, and and I sir, he certainly hasn't convinced me of the the charisma factor, and he certainly hasn't convinced me that he understands the deep state, um, and or when it comes to OBGT stuff, what he would do as president to deal with that, because it's not the same job as president of the United States being in charge of the executive branch as it is a governor of a state. But getting back to a hero of the week, I have a potential hero of the week. And it's funny because both you and my buddy Sandy, who emails me, who's a listener of the show, both chose this clip. And it has to do that the potential hero of the week is a funny moment between Joe Biden and a kid (laughs) where Joe Biden can't remember the last country he went to and a fact checker was in the audience or a helper. And um, let's see, what was what number is this clip? The last country I've traveled, I'm drinking once with the last one I was in. I, I've, I've been to 89, I met with 89 heads of state so far. So uh, I'm trying to think, what was the last, where was the last place I was? It's hard to keep track. Um, I was, I, I mean, yeah, you're right, Ireland. That's where it was. How did you know that? <laughs> the kid, the voice sounds like he's five. <laughs> <laughs> the kid yells out, Ireland. I mean, Biden was there for a week. He doesn't remember he was there. Kareem uh, um, Jean-Pipo is still talking today about the crib sheet that was picked up on TV of Joe Biden 
And it needs to be focused on because it really shows the extent of where we've we've gone to a, a communist society with state-run media, where the uh, uh, alleged uh, uh, president of the United States is standing there, supposedly doing a press conference, and he's got a name, a picture, and a quote of the question that he's going to be asked, and then the answer is scripted into a teleprompter. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked about it today, and she read... We're going to play this clip for you, her response. And let me tell you, she was reading it word for word. Clip three. Thanks, Green. Um, the L.A. Times said that their reporter did not submit any questions in advance of yesterday's press conference. So to people who saw that pocket card, can you explain how that ended up there and why the president needed something like that? So just to just to step back, and I'm actually glad you asked that question. Uh, clearly, I would let uh, uh, the, the reporter for uh, Los Angeles Times speak for herself. Uh, it is entirely normal for a president to be briefed on reporters who will be asking questions at a press conference and issues that we they might ask about. Uh, it is not surprising that yesterday uh, we would anticipate questions that he did receive, right, on the visit mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. with uh, uh-huh. with the South uh-huh. Korean president, as the South uh-huh. Korean president was sitting standing to his to his right, or about 2024, that was uh, completely expected, or about the debt ceiling, uh, which he took questions at the end, shouted questions at the end, and of course we would note those issues to him. Uh, at, uh, those those issues uh, to him will likely come up, and let's not forget. We do these briefings every day, and a lot of the questions. Um, by the way, oh, I'm glad you asked that question as she's reading a scripted answer. Like she didn't know that question was planted. So here she's trying to justify the president answering a planted question and having a scripted answer. She recreated it. <laughs> and trying to, to to make us seem as though this is just normal and natural. No, it's not. The point of a press conference is that they're not supposed to know the questions being asked. And the point of a, uh, of the press is that they're supposed to be a free press. Our founders envisioned them as to be a checks and balance on our government. They're supposed to be the watchdogs for us, not colluding. Not This is state-run media. This is terrible. This is bad for our country. And it's one of the reasons why they had to get rid of Tucker, what he was alluding to in his video last night. We've got a we've got a one party rule going on and it's all about trying to control the message. And there's no debate anymore. Nobody's talking about the real topics that everybody should be talking about. Right. In other words, the uniparty system is trying to control what we talk about and what you hear. But here's the good news. There's always hope as long as we can still hear the words from somewhere. And I'm disappointed tonight. I'm not going to fall in line like other conservatives going out there. Oh, my gosh. Fox News, that hour of Tucker lost 47%. It went from 3 million viewers down to 1.7 million. Well, who are the 1.7 million viewers still watching that crap show of a network? Stop. Stop. What are you doing? If you are a Republican or a conservative, why are you still watching Fox? What was Tucker's message about? It was about him being fired because they don't want you to know about these the most important issues of the day. They don't want you to know about the shots and the truth. They don't want you to know about Jan 6 and the, and the weaponization of our government throwing Americans into the gulag. They don't want you to know how harmful it is and what's going on to our children with this transgenderism. They don't want you to know any of this. They don't want you to know truly what's happening with corporate America 
and ESG and the power that's going on there and our banking institutions and all of that. They don't want you to know. And yet, so they fired their number one guy who was sharing the most critical information and you're still going to watch that network? What are you doing? You're as bad as the Republican Party, the RNC, having Bud Light at their event. Hey, real quickly before the break, Andrea, because we have to take the rest of the break, but we have Chris from La Jolla. All right, Chris from La Jolla, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Now, thank you, Andrea, for taking my call. Uh, I know you're short on time, but I want to uh, praise you for being the Paul Revere of the modern day political uh, scene. Uh, God bless you for that. Uh, I uh, this is Chris from La Jolla, and I wanted to speak to you about the the churches and what how they responded to the COVID uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, as you know, they were all too willing to close down the churches, deny mm-hmm. parishioners the ability to attend and to receive communion and so on. I'm a Christian. I belong to the Greek Orthodox faith. Uh, and uh, the, the churches also refused to write letter, letters of religious exemption against the vaccine. And I actually saw the uh, uh, letter that the Archdiocese from New York sent to all Greek, all Orthodox, Greek Orthodox priests in the country informing them that they must not and cannot write letters of religious exemption. Wow. That letter, letter didn't say why. So for weeks and months, I, I pondered, why is the church not supporting the freedom uh, of, of people to go to church uh, to, to get letters of religious exemption? And it, 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 it troubled me. It pained me. And uh, finally, uh, I, I, with, with the help of another uh, fellow a brother in Christ, we figured it out. It's, it, it, you follow the money. Follow the money. Mm-hmm. It's all about the money. Uh, the church is granted a nonprofit organization status. They are nonprofit organizations. And as such, they are exempt from paying taxes. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the, <laughs> the reason, so the reason that they are so complicit with the government and so willing to shut down and deny letters of religious exemption is because they don't want to lose or jeopardize their tax-free status. That's a big deal to them. So, mm-hmm. in other words... In other words, the church is hypocritical. On the one hand, they preach to us every Sunday to do not uh, worship the almighty dollar. Uh, But uh, that's exactly what they're doing. Right. And tithing uh, is and tithing is about uh, is about um, recognizing that the Lord is providing for us and that and that everything we have is a blessing from him. And we're so we're supposed to, you know, give uh, the, uh, uh, the first from uh, the provisions and the fruits. And, um, so, so it, you know, it's con- entirely hypocritical to the, to the Bible and to the message that the church is giving us. And exactly I think right. that that was, and it was a very manipulative, very, um, you know, coy, clever way for the government to get control of churches by offering them that tax, uh, uh, free status. Chris from La Jolla, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it very thank much. You so again, God bless you. Thank Bye-bye. you, sweetheart. God bless you too. All right. Stay tuned. Speaking of the Bible, what did Whoopi Goldberg have to say about that today? (laughs) Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Going back to the phones, Brian's on the line. He wants to weigh in. Hey, Brian, welcome to The Andrea Kay Show. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for taking my show. Big fan of yours. I think you're top Thank notch. You. Um, I just, just so you know, the Lakeside Rodeo is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I just dropped my wife and my daughter and my mother off down, off down there. And I had a, a comment regarding Fox, Fox News. Okay. So I've been watching Fox for years, okay? 
I still think, and I, I, I agree with a lot of your opinion on them, but mm-hmm. I still feel like they are a kind of a balanced news outlet compared to our mainstream media. I know we have Newsmax and The First. I mean, that's what I have out here on, on my, uh, my cable outlet that I have. But I think that it's still a reasonable. I mean, there's like Pete Hegseth. There's a couple other guys that I think are real reasonable. So... I, I kind of, I had to say it, I'm, I disagree with you a little bit. I still think there are relatively balanced news. I don't watch them half as much because Tucker was my main guy to watch. Okay, mm-hmm. and I, but I do feel the same way. Of, of, I have the kind of same opinion with, with a lot of your comments about what they're doing. But I still can't help but to think, well, what's what I watch? MSLSD, and I can't sit there and watch Newsmax, you know, with, with my time. But I still think they're a balanced outlet with a reasonable message and and I think it's well, but uh, let me ask freedom. you this, Brian. When you when, here's what I look for when I when I turn on news, I, I want to get actual news. I'm not necessarily looking for balance because to me it depends on what you mean by balance. Um, I, I'm actually wanting to get content and truth, and that's one of the things that that Tucker's message was about last night. That the iron fist of the universe doesn't change; that truth prevails. And the problem with Fox and the problem with looking for something balanced is that you're not getting the truth. He is the only person in legacy media. It, it, did Sean Hannity show the show the Jan Six footage. That Jan Six footage that Tucker released happened to was was was. Um, mitigating it was it was footage that every defendant from January 6th should have been allowed to have from the government and because it was released and Tucker was willing to show it on his show um, the uh, shaman or what the name was with the horns on um, actually was released from jail because it showed that he was railroaded by the prosecutors and and Fox has fired him because they, this is a part of a we- an effort to withhold the truth from the American people and so to watch them is to reward them for that and it's to and it's to reward them for participating with the weaponization of our government instead i i you know i think we need to be it, it for me if i give them my time i want to get information that's true i don't want to just watch people yammer and give balanced uh basically it's basically to watch foxes it's it's now it's it's exactly are there's some good people on there yeah, but what are they really sharing? Are they really sharing any truth, any facts, or anything that's relevant to you or relevant to the big issues of the day? That's what he was talking about last night when he said that. He was referring to those people. He was saying, all oh, these debates are phony. It's phony that, that what's okay. going on. They're not sharing the truth. Go to real, you want to, you want some real truth? Watch Steve Bannon's war room on Real America's Voice. Steve Bannon's War Room on Real America's Voice, best show out there. And I say that not because my friend Gina is a part of Real America's Voice, best show out there. You will have real content. Who's on there every day is people like Peter Navarro, um, people like Raheem Kassam, people, you know, they're sharing the truth of what's and, and Bannon has been a part of uh, the target from the weaponized government. They want to shut him down too. So there's just better outlets getting facts out there because I'm not I don't watch just because I like somebody or their personality. That's just me. So I'm glad you called in because you represent a different perspective and you know I, I appreciate your calling in and engaging with me on it. I will tell you speaking of a different perspective, I've already gotten an email from somebody, Brian, who says the Lakeside Rodeo is involved animal cruelty <laughs> well unfortunately, i've never been to a rodeo 
I've never been to a rodeo, so your thoughts? <laughs> oh, I, I think you should have an experience. You should get in there one of the days this week. It's basically, you know, I mean, they that's just somebody from a different opinion. You know, I'm sure you'll okay. get a lot more people that would call in and tell you that, you know, it's fun. It's people, that's what they do. They They ride bulls, they, you know, catch calves and there's a lot of fun stuff going on down there. That's why my wife and daughter, my daughter loves horses and rides horses and Mm -hmm. she's young and she loves doing that. And that's her passion. And that's my wife took her down there and they like to do that. Okay. One more thing regarding the, the news outlets. I agree. Everything you said, I think that's a very reasonable uh, response. Um, and I, and I think, that I, you know, I get my news from you and Bongino. I love Bongino. And, you know, Bongino's I still can't Yeah, they fired it. him, too. They fired him, too. I forgot about that. Well, I think, I think he left on better terms. But, uh, but you know what? I, I, I agree. I won't argue with you. They are kind of your basic stuff. But your information that you told me, I do watch some of that stuff. But I still think they're, I mean, just for the people that maybe just catch those people that may want to be part of the mainstream, it's still a decent message, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, for the uninformed, I can't help that, you know what I mean? Yeah, gotcha. I hear you, Brian. I, well, thank, thank you for calling in, my dear. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you. Bye. Thank you. Take it easy. All right, going to take a break, then we come back. We are going to talk about Whoopi Goldberg and the latest when it comes to the LBGTQ movement. Did you know that now... One in four students now claim that they're part of the LBGTQ. The indoctrination is working. We got to talk about it when we come back. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. The indoctrination is working. New report has come out from the CDC, actually. Uh, their biannual youth report found that just 75% of 14 to 18-year-olds said they were homosexual in 2021. So this was a couple of years ago. So basically, one in four students, 25% now, uh, say that they are either bisexual, gay or lesbian, other and... Um, this is an 11% increase. Um it's uh, it's from 11 no it's from it's more than doubled in recent years it's gone from 11 per, for 11% in 2015 to 24.5% in 2021 so in uh, 7 years it doubled so some people of course are claiming that experts as the article says um and by the way we know what the definition of expert means that just means anybody that you know is part of that that movement that wants to push this on America uh they say the explosion in alternative sexualities uh can be partly attributed to increased acceptance um this from a Dr. Molly Blackburn who quote teaches sexuality studies at Ohio State University um if that doesn't say it all right i mean i i i remember a time in which colleges and universities didn't teach sex sexuality studies, what they taught was math, uh, engineering, you know, um, pre-med, those types of topics. Um, it can't be about, it, 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 this, is, this is clearly about indoctrination because seven, only 7% of adults are part of the LBGTQ commu- community. So this is not just indoctrination of schools. This is a reflection of the bombardment of society onto children from the books in our libraries to the entertainment industry and beyond. 
Um, and of course, anybody who's trying to push back against it is labeled as transphobic, a bigot, etc. And then um, when that doesn't work, then they want to claim that this is actually, uh, you know, this is what what the Bible was all about. Uh, let's listen to Whoopi Goldberg explain that. Clip one. Why? It's why women are running. It's why gay folks are running, because people want to be represented. Yeah. We're all yes. Americans. We all pay taxes. And the day you decide that certain people don't have to pay taxes, I want you to say it out loud. Yeah. I want you to say, it. yeah, all of you others, yeah. you don't have to pay taxes. You don't have to take Great. care of us. <laughs> well, you know, we I'll may have that. a meeting. Yeah. Decide all the women yeah. get together and decide whether the, how they feel about it. But my God, this is a party that says we believe in parents' rights. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that as a parent, I don't, I'm not smart enough to decide if my child and I need to have gender affirming. Our uh-huh. doctors are not involved. The, what is going? So I can't, my, I can't decide what my kid reads. I can't decide yep. for my child what my child says is going on. Yep. You're telling me your beliefs, your, and they keep saying it, and I keep saying, what Bible are you reading? Yeah. Because God was really clear. Very clear. This Very clear. God was really clear. Skins, you know the Bible. Did you know? Did I miss the part in the Bible that says God was really clear um, that you know um, there you can just choose your sex and that children, you know, of any age, two, three, in diapers, you know, um, that God was like, you know, hey, just at any point, you know, you just get to decide what sex you are. Yep, not in there. This is insane. This is absolute insanity. And she, she was really struggling to make a cogent argument. She's trying to say that this is the party, the party that's against this is claiming they want parental rights, but yet they don't want parents. Um, but yet they're trying to tell parents, I can't let my child read this book. Nobody's, first of all, nobody's banning books. What, what we're trying to do is have age appropriate books in the libraries and in the schools. If parents want to have these books like, like are shown in schools, uh, that actually show children having anal sex with each other and, and with adults and all that, I, if that, if you have that in your home, I guess as a parent, you have the right to do that. But, but, but let me tell you something, Whoopi. There are laws. Let me catch you up here. Let me help you. Parental rights and being an advocate for parental rights is not the same thing. Doesn't mean that you don't understand or shouldn't understand that there are laws that criminalize behavior of adults on children, whether they're parents or not. You cannot, as a parent, give your kid crack cocaine. You cannot, as a parent, give your kid alcohol. You cannot, as a parent, take your eight year old down and get him a tattoo. You cannot, as a parent, have your kid go work in a sweatshop 24 hours a day. There's a laws. We do have laws in this country to protect children from their parents. And it should include their mutilation of their genitals. And to try to claim that that's biblical is how is this woman and, 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 and getting back to my discussion with Brian, who was nice enough to call in everything you need to know about, about what Tucker Carlson was saying in, in, in his video last night, it can be summed up with the fact that he's off the air and Whoopi Goldberg isn't. She's on air and he's not. This is where we're at in this country. That's considered appropriate opinion to have on air. And his isn't.
This is what he was alluding to. I don't necessarily care so much whether or not anybody still watches Fox News as much as I care about the American people getting the truth. And if you've only got a limited amount of time, I just would prefer people give it to outlets that are actually going to, and Fox News, somebody played a clip today, I think it was Charlie Kirk, of Dana Perino doing a segment on Fox News celebrating some seven-year-old and their transition. This is the Trojan horse that's destroying America, and it's destroying children. And let me tell you, one of the reasons why it's so, it, it's, it's so important to me is because I was that kid. And what they're doing to children is not just mutilating their genitals, they're murdering children. Because, they've, because once, once this child has been put through this, they're done. It's permanent change. I have a and caller the person that, that would like to chime in on this, Jack from Oceanside. All right, Jack from Oceanside, hello. Yes, yeah, so my opinion, the increased interest in alternative lifestyles could not have occurred without the Internet and the cell phone. Mm-hmm, true. People today that are addicted to the cell phone and the Internet, you have people that when they go to sleep at night, the last thing they do is they look at their phone, check everything. First thing they do when they wake up, get to turn the phone on, the Internet, check everything. Those people are not only, not only addictive, those people are possessed. Well, I don't, but what does that have to do with... Um, because the, what I'm the, saying is you wouldn't have all this perversion without the Internet and the cell phone. This, they coincide with each other. That's true. I agree with that because, you know... Um, Look, I've never had a cell phone. I've never used the Internet. I'm not, I'm not possessed. I'm not addicted. You can live perfectly fine without it. it all it does is it causes uh, trouble, and your kids are getting um, a really perverted story over the Internet. And this well, is that's what's true. Well, and in the case of TikTok and porn, um, and, and we've now got porn has just destroyed this country in so many ways, destroyed marriages, destroyed the, the average age of a Viagra user is, is something like 24 years old because young men are being brought up with pornography and um, they've been so over sexualized to the point to where they just can't even have normal sex. And um, and it's just disturbing, and it's so incredibly destructive. And then it, you, I'll it, throw out a challenge just for your audience. Just try going one weekend without using the internet or your cell phone. That's well, all, that's man. a different thing. That that is a different thing than porn. Um, I can go. I can easily go um, without my phone. Uh, you know, in fact, half the time people can't get a hold of me because I don't have sound on it, and I and I don't hear it when it rings. So um, I, I, I love to, um, to unplug, as we say. Um, but the other thing, too, is, is TikTok is so damaging to children. Is, is, uh, you know, I've done many reports about how they're intentionally targeting children uh, for suicide. So, Jack, thank you for calling in. I'm up against a break. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in. San Diego is making some national news related to property rights, and we're going to share that with you when we come back. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Who remembers this little ditty? 
From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli, we will fight our nation's battles in the air on land and sea. Do you know what that song is, Skins? A uh, song then- that I wish was sung better. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. First song I ever played to, or learned to play on my little mini organ. It's the Marine Corps hymn. And I, 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 I knew Mo. what it was. I was just giving it a hard time. <laughs> I want to thank Mo for reminding me that this day in history, in eight, eight, April 27, 1805, a force led by the U.S. Marines captured the city of Derna on the shores of Tripoli. There you have Maybe it. you can have like a humming background by, uh, by Kevin, our operations Mm-mm. manager, as you sing it. <laughs> First to fight for rights and freedom And to keep our honor clean We are proud to claim the title Of United States Marines Just to wrap it up here, my favorite verse If the Army and the Navy Ever look on heaven's scenes They will see the streets are guarded By United States Marines Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you Be sure to tip your waitress be sure to have the veal. Okay, so San Diego is in the national spotlight, and it ain't for a good reason, my peeps. <laughs> um, Skins, I don't even know if you've heard this story. So in order to solve the homeless crisis, um, evidently um, the plan is they're going to buy up three hotels, extended stay places, which we have a lot like in the hotel circle area where people yep. come and families come and stay and go to SeaWorld and different stuff. And they got a little kitchenette. They're going to buy up three hotels. Here's the plan anyway. It would cost $40.7 million for a 107 unit hotel, $52 million for a 140 unit hotel, and $65.2 million for a 165 unit hotel. The grand total means that w- the cost per unit for each one of these rooms is $383,000. These are not going to be just little temporary places, not like $40 million that Kevin Faulkner spent on the convention center to house 900 homeless people for nine months. No, this is basically going, the plan is, is this is going to be permanent housing. So basically... They want to give $400,000 apartments to homeless people. Let that sink in a moment. Where are they going to come up with the money? This is why it became national news, because they're actually going to be asking the state for it. The proposed spending by the San Diego uh, Housing Commission comes from, um, uh, they ask, they're asking the state uh, for the money. Is So they're going to petition the state for it. And um, I don't know if the taxpayers in other parts of the of the state are interested in picking up the tab here. Of course, uh, basically all taxpayers are going to end up picking up the tab because whether we're talking about city, state or, or local of any kind or county or federal money, the government doesn't make anything. They don't produce anything. They don't provide a service of anything. So it's all taxpayer money. This was already tried on a temporary basis when they took hobo jungles from Santa Ana or up in San Francisco or down here and housed homeless. And all they did was burn up and tear up the hotels, because unlike what Mayor Gloria wants to tell you is that this is going to solve the housing crisis because um, because how did he put it? He said that. um he said that they had to do this because people are losing um, 
their houses because rents are too expensive and that people are um, being put out on the street quicker than they can be rehomed. Um, then we can quicker than we can house them. It's not your job as the government to house people. They're trying to, they're, they're ignoring the fact they're trying to act as though the whole 100% the cause of homelessness has to do with people, their leases up and their landlord sends them out on the street and they can't afford a place. And that's not the cause of homelessness. The vast majority, almost a hundred percent of it is the drug addicted or the mentally ill. And to give them an apartment is not going to solve that problem. It's a waste of taxpayers' money. And it really angers me. And then on top of it, at the same time that they're coming up with this crappy idea of wasting taxpayer money, how many San Diegans can't afford to buy a home right now? And they're going to give $400,000 units to homeless people that are drug addicted and mentally ill? That's as insane as the mentally ill people walking around the streets. And then on top of it, they uh, have passed in San Diego, a new renter ordinance, the quote, tenant protection ordinance that was just passed that will, um, to quote, prevent displacement and homelessness. Again, claiming that the only reason why anybody's homeless is because the evil landlords are kicking them out on the street. And that's a lie. What this ordinance does, it says now if a landlord uh, wants to reclaim their property, the lease is up and you know what? They don't want to re-up the lease. They, they, they want to take the property back and fix it up and sell it that if they want to do that, they have to pay the tenant two months rent, three months rent if it's a senior citizen or disabled person. And this under the guise of this being evictions, it's not an eviction. There's nobody being evicted without cause. In fact, you can't even get somebody evicted if they stop paying you rent. I know because it happened to a friend of mine. A year and a half, this person lived in her home without paying rent. So there's nobody being evicted so that a landlord can fix up their property. What's happening is landlords are deciding, which they should have every right to do. It's their property, their personal property. And if they decide they don't want to keep somebody living there because they may want to fix it up and sell it, now the San Diego City Council has told them they're not allowed to do that. This is communism. This is a step towards the Great Reset in which they tell you, you will own nothing and be happy. So San Diego's in the news, but not for good reason. These are, the, so San Diego right now with this is nominee for Stink of the Week. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. On our Friday show, thanks to the listeners, to callers. Thank you to Dr. Scope as my guest. Thank you, Skins. See you all tomorrow. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.